Welcome to Tim Stodds FM, a place to share new ideas, speak freely, and continuously find ways to live our best lives. And now your host, Tim Stoddart. Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is Tim Stoddart. This is Tim Stodds FM. Thank you so much for joining me. Today's guest is my friend, Abby Hilton. Abby is a phenomenal personal trainer. And her and I had a great conversation about fitness and training and also nutrition and diet and everything in between. But more importantly, in this podcast, I got to learn a lot about Abby, uh, some of her personal struggles. She, she opened up and related to me a lot about even some of her insecurities. And I thought that was so cool, uh, somebody who is in an industry that has a lot to do with outer appearance and about, you know, fitness and and what you look like and related that into how it pertains to her work. I'm telling you, this was like a great, great podcast. I enjoyed every second of it. I enjoyed speaking to Abby so much. I know you're going to love her story just as much as I did. So please help me welcome Abby Hilton. So you like Star Wars? I did watch Avatar the other day, but I'm more of like a. I know it was on TV. I was watching it. I I was um, I'm more of like Harry Potter, Ready Player One. The movie was great. It was a great movie. Mm -hmm. Cool. We're live. Oh. (laughs) Hey. Hey. Welcome. Thank you very much for being on the show with me. Oh yeah. I thought uh, usually when I do this, I kind of. You know, go through the, what do you do? Like, welcome here. Tell me a little bit about yourself. We already know each other a little well. Yeah. And uh, I recently had an experience, which is part of the reason why I thought it was so cool to have you on, because I recently hired a personal trainer. Okay. And um, I've really been into fitness most of my life and always just kind of took it upon myself to work out. And now that I'm working with this guy, it's really, really kind of changed the way I approach some of it. And I guess the question I wanted to just kind of get off and get your thoughts on it. He hasn't taught me anything, at least in terms of like the mechanics and the exercises that I didn't already know. And I'm not sure if like I hire him because of his expertise in fitness or just because it's somebody like watching me Mm -hmm. so that I can't slack off when I'm when I'm working out. What do you think is is more valuable do you think it's the actual knowledge of like do the exercise this way these are the mechanics this is what you have to do to to get this kind of result or do you think it's more like almost, i don't want to say cheerleader but somebody that like keeps you accountable i was gonna say that exactly actually is that i think accountability is 50 percent of the reason why someone like myself would get hired mm-hmm. um for example i have a client who is almost 60 years old and she's owned three she's owned gyms she's knows her fitness like mm-hmm. the back of her hand mm-hmm. but she comes to me because i give her almost like a new um i do give her new uh like material kind of i give her new material i also give her that extra push that she needs mm-hmm. um and i know even myself that if I have someone with me, it helps me. So I definitely think that accountability is a huge portion of it. Um, but 
I mean, somebody, I think with as expensive and how much of a commitment it is both financially and physically, Mm -hmm. um, you should be walking away with something, with some kind of new knowledge, whether it's like something to freshen up, you know, as far as like what's new or something. But I mean, like I said, some people just have it where they can just kind of go and they want that extra push and you know, sense of, um, routine. Yeah. I always thought I was pretty self-motivated. I don't know if self-motivated is the word because everyone can be motivated, but when you're tired, it's hard if you're alone to really just take it that extra notch. I mean, I don't care how tough you say you are. Like when you're really in a lot of pain, it sucks, you know? Yeah. And I think you're right though, because I've learned just some new things that, I didn't know before, especially with core stuff. Um, I guess I'm like one of the typical men with fitness where I don't worry about think about my core enough, you know, so Mm -hmm. he's, he's really, really helped me out with that. But I just, man, I don't know. Like sometimes I'm, doing this. I I just, I thought it was really interesting. It's, it's, and you know, I think it's important also to remember that fitness and everything is anything in regards to fitness and even in nutrition, Mm -hmm. it's ever changing. So it's just constant. There's constant change. So you're thinking you're ahead of the bar and you've got, you know, a master's and a PhD and this and that and the other in, you know, kinesiology and, you know, something like kinesiology, I mean, that's, you know, your anatomy, that's how your body, that's movement. So that is kind of a constant, but something like what is considered beneficial for our bodies is always changing. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing you can be sure about in, in fitness is that it's never going to be a constant. And that's like when you're getting these certifications, especially the national certifications, there's a you have to take a new test every two every two years to get the new material. So, you know, I think that's important too to stay up with, you know, what's going on in the world of fitness, how, you know, functional exercise is kind of, you know, being a lot, you know, is being utilized a lot more because it serves a function in your life and if you think you have this trainer, there should be some kind of like there should, it should be goal oriented. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, even if it's something as simple as I just want to be able to pick up my cat a yeah. little bit more better. Of course. Or pick up my kids without getting so tired. Right. And it's like moms, they just like, that's their goal. They just want to be able to, you know, fit into this or that. And, you know, so I, w- there should be a goal. Like I'm not, you know, do you have a sport, like a specific sport that you play? Uh, I used to, I used to play a lot of lacrosse. Really? Yeah. Okay, no basketball ever, huh? No, I hated it. No and everybody way. just always looked at me. He's like, oh, man, you want to play basketball? I was like, no, I hate it. But I was just tall, wow. so everybody thought I was good at it. I played yeah. soccer and I played lacrosse. But mostly lacrosse because I liked I liked hitting people. Okay. And I liked getting hit. You know, I liked yeah. the, the rough part about it. Um, So hold on. I, I thought that was fascinating, what you said about having to kind of refresh your skill set every two years with a new test. And... I talk about this a lot because I I find that to be really interesting, like the evolution of sports science. 
And sometimes, and you said nutrition as well, and I'm assuming that you're just as much into nutrition as you are like exercise. And I'm, I am as well. So I'll, we'll definitely get into that too. So when we were growing up, I mean, I'm 32, you know, it was only a couple of years ago, <laughs> but it was way more into just lifting and uh, especially like powerlifting stuff. I mean, squats and deadlifts. And I think all of that is, is still really important, but it seems like the trend, I guess you would call it, has evolved way more into the functional type fitness that you talk about. Like a lot of, they call it plyos, like the jumping around and and jump squats and burpees. Things like that. So that's a little bit more, I would say functional is more putting your body through movements that are more natural. So like pulling and pressing and, Mm -hmm. you know, doing things that are more lifestyle like or or like like i said um exercises that serve a function so like reaches um things like that incorporating more than one body uh body part at once so like a single leg deadlift to a press or yeah. a reach to a high pull all the stuff that just looks like you're bouncing around having Circus fun act. but it's terrible yeah it's terrible <laughs> and then just like doing them in succession and you know also getting a cardio response from it you know and like tackling different energy systems and you know the <clears throat> there's a time and a place for compound movements such as deadlifts and squats. And those are the a deadlift, a squat, a, a heavy bench press. A um, clean. Yes. Clean and press. So that's power. So on more full body movements, um, those are the best to build your core. Um, just holding the weight in itself, um, yeah. going super, super heavy. And they're, you know, like one RMs, there's a place time and a place for one RMs. What's that? If you're 87 years old, there's not really a place for that. And that's a one rep max. Oh yeah. So for athletes, that's just the utilization of power. It's mm-hmm. like how much power, you know, can I gather up here to lift this weight? you know, without compromising form and, and things like that. So, you know, there's absolutely, uh, you know, I think that's been a little bit meddled, um, as far as like when it's beneficial, when it's not because of the fads, like the CrossFits and the, and listen done well, I'm sure that, you know, they can be you're not into CrossFit. I have nothing against the concept of CrossFit. It's, Mm -hmm. I think it's when people, um, you know, compromise in their form to get to a certain rep number or to win a competition or do things like that. Because I just look at, I I like to look at things logically and to just see when I, when I see a sport or if I have a client that says to me, you know, I want to start spinning or I want to start doing this. I want to do this, but their goal is to be a certain way, I say, okay, I want you to look at all the spinners that you see. And I want you to see, do you like their body? And, you know, then I would say, okay, then, so I, I, I try to look at things very logically. And with CrossFit, most of my clients or most of the, the demographic that I've seen that do CrossFit have a knee sleeve, have an elbow sleeve, mm-hmm. have some kind of outstanding injury. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that Cause you're going to upset some people by saying that. Exactly. And I'm not (laughs) saying that to upset people. I'm saying to be careful because done improperly, it's that's, that's the thing is it's just, you're more 
doing a movement like a snatch or a power clean or, you know, you know, maxing out on deadlifts and things of the like, or doing your kips and stuff. You just have to be very careful. And that's, you know, that's all I'm saying. The movements themselves are awesome. Yeah. Sometimes it's the way in which they go about, you know, the sequencing or the rep ranges or things like that. And that's all I'm saying is because I'm all about any kind of anything that gets you up out of bed and gives you a routine yes. and gives you a sense of community. Yeah. I'm all about it. I, I'm exactly in line with you are with that. I think that the CrossFit community almost shoots themselves in the foot a little bit by they just stay at like an 11. And if they stayed at like an eight, they would have so fewer injuries because when you're doing those kind of movements and I've done CrossFit a lot and I really, really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. But when you're doing those kind of movements, like it's basically impossible to be able to do them consistently when you're really tired mm -hmm. and have your form perfect. I mean, you have to do it for a long time to build that kind of endurance and, and compound movements are tough. I mean, I've been doing, What's this one? A clean? Yep. Just a clean? Mm -hmm. I've been doing those for two years and there's still times where I feel like, oh, you know, you yeah. kind of you balance out a little bit. Of course. Um, so the movements are great. But with that, with that being said, if if it's CrossFit or nothing, then do that, you know, because I think it's way worse for your health to just not do, do nothing. Yeah. Right. Does it like concern you a lot of the health? crisis that we have around here do you is like, it something you think about a lot because i think about it a whole lot i think yes i think about i think about it uh from a different perspective though so i i think of it more as i i get concerned as well but i for example had a client who was i think 100 pounds mm -hmm. and she was 16 years old she was 100 pounds. She told me she wanted to lose 10 pounds. And this girl was very small. And I think in this, I'm more concerned about the image-based society that we live in mm -hmm. and the fact that there are these quick fixes and there are these absolute major confusions and so much wrong in people's education as far as like the right way to if you want to lose or the right way to go about you know looking your best or whatever but with all this freaking instagram and all that shit like it fucks with your head oh my gosh like i'll be honest full disclosure i just got off instagram yeah i deleted I'm, my facebook for like three months Actually, I put it back up to make that post on who wants to be on my podcast. Yeah. And I think I'm just going to get it, get rid of it again. My life is way better without oh. it. Self. I was, and I'm, you know, <clears throat> I come, I'm not, I'm not over here saying like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm a confident, you know, I have my days and I think everyone has their days. Sure. But if I were to look at Instagram and look at everyone's good days and I all had the time, some bad days, because there's only good days, I'd be like, mm, you yeah. know, like, mm, what's <laughs> happening? Like, why is so I would find myself like, like feeling sorry for myself. Like, yeah. man, why are these people's lives so good? Yeah. And I'm like, and, and so that I'm at and, and, <laughs> I'm not, see, I could talk about the fitness Instagram all day. 
I think it's a real problem. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I honestly do. And I think it's, I think as somebody who's on the internet a lot, and it's funny that you brought this up because this sort of topic seems to touch on like every other sort of industry that I, I work in. You know, we have fitness. Even just a couple of weeks ago, I had a woman who was the uh, head maestra for the South Florida Symphony. And she was talking about how social media kind of screws up her industry a little bit. Um, with the fitness and more particularly with the body image stuff, I think it can be particularly damaging. And I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because I was just having this conversation yesterday. And honestly, it's something that even I kind of struggle to talk about. Um, and I, I write a blog post on my website every day and I started writing about this and I actually deleted it, which is something that I, I really don't do often just because of how it made me feel. But as a guy, uh, I think that can be just as powerful, probably more powerful for women, but I think men struggle with it as well. Um, I've been eating better in better shape fitness wise than probably I've ever been. And I made it a point to not think about how my body looks, but just to think about how it's working. And I, I can honestly say, like, in the thousands of people that are listening to this, like, my body's working really great right now, and I feel great. And for some reason, I wasn't even thinking about it before I jumped in the shower the other day. I weighed myself, and I'm lighter than I think I've ever been probably since high school. I weighed, like, 166. And I'm 6'2". Like, that's pretty light for me. But I don't feel it. Like normally I would have insecurities to being skinny and I could feel my hip bones sticking out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I'm not feeling that way. But still there's these like really strange um, standards, I guess, that, that we sort of put on ourselves in terms of like measurement with weight and numbers and like and body fat. And bodies are really, really complicated. And like everybody's body just does its own thing. And mm-hmm. You know, and I guess for me, I know I'm kind of like just sharing this with you a little bit, but it takes some time to just sort of like be comfortable with like, this is just how my body works. And no matter how bad you try to force it, there's always going to be like that, that thing. We just have to accept it. Like, this is how, this is how my shit runs Mm -hmm. and I got to be cool with it. I think that's so cool that you are, because I'll be the first to tell you, it's one thing to say you're happy with, you know, everything you got going on, but this one thing actually feel it. Mm -hmm. And being in the industry that I'm in, even nowadays, if you're a trainer, you gotta, you're looking, you're on point. You've got an Instagram with 10,000, 20,000, hundred thousand followers. You're doing jump squats for three hours and you got this big ass, which is actually ass shots. And it's like, it's like, but it's like one day everyone likes a big butt. Another day, everyone likes a thigh gap. You're trying to fucking keep, excuse me, but you're trying to keep up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how can I have a big butt and thigh gap? And then I got abs It's not at the a same possible time. thing. I got I to gotta <laughs> eat more to get a big butt, but then I'm going to get fat. And then like, what? Like, I, you can't keep up. And then, oh my gosh, I don't have big boobs. I got to get my boobs done. Did I, like, let me tell you, how, to try and keep up with the standards that you see is like, it's, it's just impossible. And, and now with like, I'll be the first to tell you, I ain't freaking into the filtration, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. There are apps I don't even know exist. I have friends, I'll have friends like take a picture. They'll send it to me and they'll be like, all right, I'm gonna post this. And they post something. I'm like, who is that? 
that's that, not my friend. That, that ain't that ain't you, <laughs> and that definitely ain't me. Like, what happened to the shit that was all over my face? Like, it, so, I mean, trying to keep up with like, <laughs> I read this really funny meme the other day, and like, I, it was like. <laughs> These two people sitting at dinner on a first date mm-hmm. and this guy's sitting there and he's like, hmm. he's like, uh, he's like, I didn't expect this. You didn't wear your bunny ears <laughs> or the dog ears or dog whatever ears. it was. Yeah. He's like, you don't look the same. You didn't wear your dog ears. And it was just like, it's so true because like uh, it. So I so, you know, long story short, I had I had to give myself a little detox on Instagram because I was like, this is this is not okay that I'm questioning myself because at the end of the day, and now I'm going off topic because this isn't about fitness, but this is what I believe. But it is. Right. But this is what I believe is that you're going to, whatever you look like, whatever you got going on, someone is going to like all of it. You know what I mean? So there's going to be someone that likes Maybe you got a big butt, maybe you got a small butt. Maybe you got big boobs, you got small boobs. Someone's going to someone's gonna love that shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, for me, I was like, who is Instagram to make me? So I don't know. It, it's like, and especially with what I do and especially how I try to interact with women, I try to make them feel their best and also look their best and try to like balance it all out. So I was like, well, I can't be you know, feeling a type of way that I wouldn't want my clients to be feeling. Yeah. So I think they can probably feel it as well through some kind of weird yeah. transcendence. Oh, know? they're all like, they got the ESP. They got everything. They're just like, it <clears> feels <throat> my energy. It's just so interesting that you bring this up because, um, man, wh- where do I even start with this story? So I guess about six months ago, I participated in this, uh, marketing class because it's it's what I do. It's my business. I, I do online marketing and like I fucking love it. You know, it's like the funnest thing in the world to me. But and we were just talking about this in the other room about how I took social media away from a service that I provide. And <clears throat> I started writing a lot about how um I'm I'm tr- trying to say this without getting too deep on you. But you know, <laughs> but social media within itself isn't actually work it's not like a thing that you produce of value you know like so in your case the the training is the work the instagram or the social media in general isn't like a a body of work that you can provide but we're sort of confusing it the two where we look at it and we think this person has some kind of following so they must be doing a lot of work they must be doing good work but like it's not it's just really not. All it is 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 a tool. It's just an exposure tool. And so when people see that, it it can only intensify. You know, I mean, I guess kind of like violence in movies, right? Like you can't go backwards. You have to keep going a little bit crazier and a little bit crazier. And I just felt like we were hitting this kind of pit point where what started off, and this was only a couple of years ago, but started off as like a cool photography app. Like, you remember when Instagram first came out and we were yeah. taking like going for walks in nature and yeah. taking pictures? You'd be like, oh, like I'm a photographer yeah. now, <laughs> you know? <Yeah>. But sepia. <laughs> exactly. But then it, it just it just turned into this like this all or nothing type platform and it lost its value for me. And so I axed all of it and I got back into doing the shit that I really love to do, which is just the writing. 
So even though from like a marketing standpoint, you're kind of cutting out a, um, a tool, I still think that like I'm better off without it because now my tool is the actual product or the actual like service that like I can provide and not some fabricated thing where I can like try to convince everybody that this is what they'll get from working for me. I, you can let the results speak for themselves a little bit more. That's awesome. And that's, but you will reap the benefits from that because you're working for authenticity and you're working mm. because you care. So you're not working. You you do wonderful things. You work with, you know, treatment centers and you do mm -hmm. things where people are actually helping people. So you have integrity and you are, you know, when people are on social media and they get so obsessed with it and all of a sudden you find out they buy followers and it becomes all about all about what you perceive. So it's 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 all up to how you interpret it. So yeah. this becomes like you said it's almost just like this like thing that doesn't really exist and it's interpreted how you want to interpret it. Yeah. It's just some it's not it's like some intangible craziness. So it's like I think anyone <laughs> Right cuz when I try to explain it I don't even necessarily know what I'm saying. It's like this thing that like isn't really there. Right. But it still has a ton of power. So much power. Yeah, it's so much. It's it's so much power because we also live in a world which which some people don't live in this world, but world of a lot of people who like to follow. So we live with a lot of you know. So things are taken as truths that aren't necessarily truths, mm -hmm. but they're seemingly so. So. A lot of times on social media, as we've seen, things go viral, things aren't true, things, you know, um, it, that's where it holds the power is once it gets that retention and the big, you know, it turns into the, and all of a sudden these people that I don't know how they have 3 million followers and all these people are following them and taking what they do as just and complete I'm face what value. And I'm like, no, yeah. please, that's not what's going to you know, build your abs. It's not what's going to, you know, make you healthier or make you, you know, that's not what it is, but it's just what's popular. So I've found that you can have success within your own little world. Mm -hmm. So you can, unless you want to be uh, known in Ireland and known for training and here, you're, you have the opportunity to personally help and change the lives of people in your own space. And sure. there's a lot of them and there's not enough. You only have one of you. Yeah. And for me personally, like I am so fine with that. Like I'm so fine with how would I be able to, you know, you know, really interact with, thousands of people that want to buy my online programming. I think when people, and I'm not saying anything bad about it. Like if you know what you're doing and you're over here selling your program and helping people with their fitness and they have testimonials and everything, that is awesome. Mm -hmm. Like That is so cool. But I'm like you and I like the authenticity and I like the relationships that I build. Yeah. With my clients, like I'm at their baby showers. I'm at their weddings. Colin and Jesse, oh, yeah. you know What's what up, I guys? mean? So it's sure. like, it's like you, you, 
that's in a business like this in something so personal personal yeah with their body you know like you want to be you want to have just a better relationship and you can find success like there is success in that like you can be you could do well for yourself you know if absolutely you, if you keep retention with those clients it's a it's a good way to make a living if you do it with the right you know if you do it the right way and with the right you know like value you know behind it so I want to talk about the nutrition stuff because I'm always fascinated with that. But I'll, I'll stay on this one real quick just because you said something that I think um, the the words for sort of came into play. When you're talking about like a one-on-one type deal mm-hmm. what and a differentiating that between, you know, using the internet to like sell an online course. Um, so I guess what you're losing with the online part of it is like the scale right you're losing the power to have like one of me do the work of like a hundred people but even with that scale you're losing what you were talking about which is probably even more powerful and that's the feeling that you give somebody right because that's that's what it is i mean sure they're hiring us for our skill set and our knowledge but you, if you look at training from like a business standpoint, just like any other business, like people do business with people they know and like. Mm-hmm. So in order to have that, then you have to kind of sacrifice the scalability of it. And it seems to me like when you said it, that you're just very, very comfortable mm-hmm. with with doing it that way. And that's great because I've, I've struggled with that a lot too. I mean, uh, I've lost a lot of that scale since I, I axed all of this stuff up and I can see it in like my traffic numbers, but I've gained. So for instance, people reply 10, 20 a day to like every, every post that I write now. And it's not just people. It's like the same people mm-hmm. over and over again saying like, Hey, I really enjoyed your message today. I really did this. And you know, you play games in your head. It's like, Oh, okay. I need to take this. I need to ramp it up a little bit longer or a little bit further. But then you also tell yourself like, okay, pull it back because if you wrap it up, you're gonna lose those like intimate relationships that that you were able to build through your work, right? Mm-hmm. It was just refreshing to hear you say that. So I don't mean to kind of harp on it. No, it's awesome. Um, great nutrition. Yes. I'll start it off with just a controversial type topic. How much of people's health problems both physical and mental do you think is like diet and food related oh my gosh i <laughs> and i'm giving you permission to go off I on this think, by the way. i i think i think it's i mean there i i think there are environment environmental things that can mm-hmm. you know kind of be like a detriment to our health but oh my gosh do i think things can be healed with diet absolutely 100 percent. i think it's i think you're like 90% able to heal most things with your diet with inflammation i think i think most well, that's most the big one right diseases come from inflammation yeah and it comes from you know see i i also am into a little bit of the conspiracy stuff so i can like <laughs> i'd can love go, to hear I, about I, it i could go so so about like the sugar the, well that's not a conspiracy right i mean it's just known that yeah that'll kill you <laughs> no but like yeah sugar like that di- like things like that um and like gmos and 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 
once you stray from like whole foods and, you know, um, just getting like your basic like macronutrients, but from all like the right sources, that's when things get a little meddled. And now, especially with all the fads and stuff, like we said, we discussed that, but that all goes hand in hand. Um, yeah, I'm, I absolutely believe in that. Well, I think what you were going to with the sugar thing is there were, I mean, press releases and I, I, I can find, I'll put show notes into it um, on the blog article because I don't know exactly what I'm talking about, but I know it's a real thing where sugar companies had paid scientists to make all these press releases saying that the reason for heart disease was because of fat and cholesterol. And we know that's all complete bullshit. Like mm -hmm. fat and cholesterol is it's basically nothing. It's mm -hmm. like a thing. You can have as much of it as, as you want, as long as there's nothing in front of it. Right. And in, right. in terms of like your, your metabolic system that keeps it from burning off. Right. So um, I, I can find that. I mean, I don't want to speak for you. I think that's what you were talking about with the conspiracy theory. Yeah, no, it's, it's just exactly. It's what's, you know, put in front of us. People just don't take the time to, I mean, but there's, there's the whole like fluoride thing, all these chemicals that are deemed safe, but they're, you know, things like that. And I think those all kind of in accumulate, like they all can accumulate and, you know, create, you know, inflammation and all of these mental health issues. And I mean, my, my nephew, <clears throat> he's 10. So this is so difficult to we're young kids especially because they don't know any young better kids especially yeah but he has terrible eczema and an allergy allergic reactions he will i was in orlando over the weekend and we had just been eating you know whatever we were eating whatever we had mm -hmm. access to and at night he just erupted in hives all over his face, his neck here. I mean, and you just don't, there's something that's triggering some major, major body trauma. Yeah. And it's, and there are specific things that cause allergies, you know, and that's, you know, sometimes it can be nuts, but that's, you know, dairy, that's sugar, that's, you know, certain things that our body just rejects. And, um, there's a reason for that, you know? So do I think eliminating specific things could heal you? Absolutely. hundred percent. This might be a little bit crazy of a thing to say, just because I don't have the science to back it up. And I like, I like saying things that have proof behind it. But like in my mind, sometimes I feel like half of our problems could completely go away if everyone just stopped eating sugar. 100%. I mean, like, I really I fucking do. Yeah. I agree. And I, and I absolutely, I absolutely agree with you because that is not, I, I mean, especially refined sugar. Yeah. I Cause there's nothing good about it. There's no nutritional value mm -hmm. to that. And even, but even salt, like salt, there's value to. Yeah. So salt you need, there's, there's iodine, there's like, you know, things that you need, the minerals in salt. Sugar, you can, you can, so with diabetics and things of the like, you can stabilize blood sugar with apple cider vinegar. You can stabilize blood sugar even with like carrots or, you know, things. And I'm not saying this like from a medical standpoint, like on behalf of, but they're, you know, the fruit drinks, the, you know, any added sugars, there is no, I am 
totally confident in that and artificial sweeteners um, completely causing inflammation and bringing about, you know, diseases yeah. that your body, you know, uh, absolutely. So what are your thoughts on dairy then? Because that's always the weird middle ground. You don't like it? I ha- I'm I'm at that middle I'm at that middle ground too. I I sometimes if I don't know the right answer, I say about what it does to my body personally. I feel I have a weird personal. Um, <laughs> you got I, like I a weird smile when you say it. Is that I think it makes me retain water. Okay. So I think dairy. <clears throat> I think there's a time and a place for raw dairy, um, like fermented things. Okay. So I think like that kind of stuff can be beneficial for your gut and like the probiotics and things of the like. I think you can get probiotics elsewhere. Um, I've never, I have not really had, I, there were periods where I would go months and months without having a speck of dairy and, my health was awesome. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and say that it's not crucial. I was getting my calcium from like just like copious amounts of like greens, like heavy greens. Because um, there's calcium in like kale and broccoli, calcium right? Calcium and kale and broccoli, yeah. calcium and chia seeds, calcium and fortified milks even. You know, you're not going to get that like, you know, obviously like naturally occurring, but like there's calcium. You There are so many different ways to get calcium. Um, and I think people are just under the impression that they have to have, you know, milk and, you know, that kind of dairy and the cheeses and stuff. I mean, it's good, but it tastes really fucking good. It tastes good. <laughs> and even like, but, but I'll tell you, I am real sensitive to that milk taste now. Yeah. Um, I even had a whey, excuse me, I had whey protein and I couldn't really doubt it. it was just too, like, you could taste that like dairy. And I had ice cream the other day and that was good, but it was like, but there was a difference. I there I felt a difference. Yeah. That could have been it because it was Godiva and there's a lot of sugar in it too. So Yeah, the dairy one really bums me out. Yeah. Because it's like the more and more I read about it, the more I'm just like my my you have a crazy hypothesis you talked about. My hypothesis is 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 this, and I don't even know if it's a hypothesis. It's more of just a a standard of at the end of the day, like this is what it comes down to. And for me, it's you can basically figure out the best diet by just looking at how we evolved. I mean, it's pretty common fucking knowledge, right? And so the more I, I think about it, I, I just realized that it just wasn't, it's not what we're supposed to have. Right. It's just not what we're supposed to have. And it right. sucks because I really love chocolate milk. It, chocolate milk is fantastic. But yeah. you also have to think of it. What is a commodity? What is a commodity? What sells? What makes, you know, a lot of money in big amounts? Milk. It's you have the cow. You can manufacture the milk. Mm-hmm. You know, fluoride. It's a it's waste. But they can make money off of it. So they're going to sell it and they're going to sell it and they're going to sell it. And they're going to find the one well, Hold on. Tiny- I don't mean to cut you off. Like, where would you put fluoride? In, like, toothpaste and stuff, right? Yes. You put fluoride in toothpaste. Yeah. So, fluoride is actually a waste product um, that we have a lot of that disposing of would cost money. So, instead, they put it in toothpaste and they put it in our water system. Yeah. And there's one 
one maybe slight, slight benefit, and that's to prevent cavities. There's about a million things that are wrong with with fluoride well, that are so so they use the one little thing and they put it they make you switch your mouth with it so you know do all this so that's why people are catching on that's why there's all the everything fluoride free everything this everything that because essentially it's something that we can sell and that's probably i'm probably gonna upset is that one of your conspiracy theories though conspiracy theory and um so that you know but how we evolved i think that's you know a great like mind you this is I'm thinking of more along the lines of like just things that grow naturally. I'm not as far as like what we evolved. I'm, I'm a woman of the Lord. So I don't, you know, I don't know about like evolution and stuff like Mm. as far as like that, but I am thinking as like, as far as what comes from the earth and what is, you know, what we would be able to find that grows naturally. And that's your natural fats. That's your nuts. That's your avocados. That's a lot of fats. That's a lot of, you know, protein, good meats. We didn't have all that shit in our meats, you know, back when, you know, cows and stuff were a little more pure and, um, you know, greens and vegetables and, you know, naturally, you know, grains that are, you know, good grains. I'm kind of weary on some of them. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I've, uh, was reading about this the other day, especially because my, my fiance is really into the grain stuff. And I eat oatmeal every morning and like I fucking love it. But, ah, oh, man, it's still just another one of those it's things where one. it's like there's just no way to get around the fact that it's bleached. Yeah. First off, like oats don't look like that. Right. They don't look bright white. Right. Um, and the, the, like we were talking about before with scalability, you can't grow that much of it mm-hmm. without just pumping it full of stuff. It's not like a possible thing. It, you know, like right. if, if you try to grow some oatmeal in your backyard or something, it's just not going to work that way. Like you have to manufacture it. Right. And so when I talk about, you know, like the the evolution part of it, I'm I'm with you. Like what did what did your body basically like what is my body made out of? And then, like, how can I put more of that inside of it? Right. And there's just no way that refined grains are a part of that. Yeah. I mean, then that's it, that's true to think, you know. And you also have to think, like, <clears throat> our body calorically, calories are fat, mm-hmm. protein, and carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. And that's where they get the idea of macronutrients. So if you that if that's all that you need – that's not sugar. Yeah. That's not, you know, all of these other aspartame. That's not, you know, sodas and things like that. Like we need those three nutrients but for cellular function, for energy production, for blood, for, you know, just everything. And those are the three, those are the three properties that you need that. So that's, you know, even for, you know, carbohydrates that's still you're still stabilizing your blood sugar with a sweet potato you're still you know so some things are a little higher on the glycemic index some things are a little bit lower on the glycemic index but it's like that's essentially what you need to survive and obviously minerals you know minerals and water lots and lots of water but and i think that's where people kind of that's what people kind of forget is that everything else is just added 
and however you get the carbohydrates. I personally like legumes. Like I like my chickpeas. I like my lentils. My and I try to sprout them and like do carrots. that all myself. Carrots are great. Yeah, that's a that's you know I love sweet potatoes. Oh man, sweet best potatoes, food ever made. Best food ever, and that's <laughs> just. I mean, that is, you have to be careful. Just, I like to buy those organic just because they're a little more vulnerable to like pesticides and mm -hmm. stuff. But like grains, like you said, they're very just manufactured food group. It's a very manufactured food group. You know, yeah. the steel cut oats, those are great, but they take 10 hours to freaking make. So it's like you also want convenience. So it's sure. hard. They don't make it easy. Sweet potatoes are, are perfect. <laughs> you seem like you have a real appreciation for how we work yeah for like how the body works oh yeah did you always have that like where did it come from i think it's because i did it wrong for so long i so how do you how so so when i was um in high school i was always an athlete i was a gymnast for 10 years and i got to high school and then gymnastics got a little too expensive for my sweet mama so yeah. my mom's like all right we're gonna do high school cheerleading and that's what's going to happen. And I was like, great. And I played soccer, did track, flag football, the whole nine. I was a little teeny tiny little thing. And I just always was like, I always was. And one day I was like, uh, this was during cheerleading. I remember I looked, I was in a dressing room and I saw like, like a, like a cellulite. Uh, like, and I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? So from that day on, I started running five miles a day and not eating barely. Wow. And I was running myself into the ground thinking I was doing everything right. And I remember I had a teacher come up to me and he was like, listen, you're not healthy. Recognize you had a problem. Yeah. He's like, there's a problem. And I'm telling you this because I care about you. And this is, I will never, ever forget How old this were you? guy. I was 16. I will never forget this guy because no one would tell me. No one, none of my friends, none of, you know. And I was like, wow, I don't think I'm doing this right. And I was seeing, and now, then I was like looking at myself from, and I had lost like a lot of weight. And wow. I lost a lot of weight really, really fast. And it was affecting my quality of life and things like that. And I realized I had a problem. So then I was like, okay. So now I vow to try to figure this out, doing it the right way. Um, you know, but I still, I was still trying to figure it out. I started lifting more. I started doing things that I felt like, you know, were better for my body, but I still didn't really figure it out until college. Um, and then I got more of like a healthy mindset and, um, that's what forced me into getting educated in fitness and nutrition and doing it properly yeah. so that, you know, I could get what I want in a body you know, with what I got, mm -hmm. you know, you, that's another thing is every body is different. And that's yeah. what, literally every single human body is different. And you work with your frame and you work with, you know, within your parameters and your, what, what is perfect for you. Sure. And so, you know, that's really what catapulted me into that. And, um, so yeah, like I said, I was doing everything wrong. Not I was just eat, barely eating, but it was like not eating what I was eating like celery and yeah, shit. Yeah, but like but like canned food and like just like just like oh well this has no fat in it, so I'm gonna do. And I was running myself into the ground. I was, Were you counting calories a lot? I that's interesting 
but I wasn't counting counting calories. No. I was just trying not to eat. At, like I wouldn't eat past a certain time at night. I wouldn't, you know, and just a lot of just trying to, I was doing it for what I would look like and not how I would feel. So like you said, I was just, and I didn't look good. I did not. That's look the good. fucking weird thing about, I don't want to label if you would classify it as an eating disorder or not. Totally. I think that's, that's probably up to you. I would, I would, I would probably say so as well. I have a it lot was a of disordered experience. way of eating. It well, was a dis- right. Sure. Which would be right. There you go. Classify it as an eating disorder. I, I always think that the uh, the warped thinking about it, which from somebody that just has a ton of experience with like addiction and, and eating disorders and, and stuff like that, both personally and with people I love and, and also like with working with other people, the thing that always gives me this like almost healthy respect for it is how effective it is in twisting your way of thinking. Because in your mind you would probably think that like, this is what I'm going for, like what I'm supposed to look like. And then 10 years later, you probably might see pictures of yourself when you were like that age. It's like, oh man, like, Mm -hmm. how did I think that that was working for me? And I find that to be just, it, the topic within itself um, is important. And it's a conversation that we don't talk about especially because out of all the addictions and stuff that I've worked with, I've never ever in my life seen something as like fucking cruel as eating disorders are. I really, really have it. And I've seen the whole thing. You know what I mean? I've lost a bunch of friends to heroin overdoses. I mean, I've been through it myself. I've never seen anything that can like warp a mind like an eating disorder can. And I think it's important that Women especially, but men also. Oh, and um, men don't get enough. Yeah. Men don't get enough, and they they deal with those same demons. And sure do. It's it's the it, there's such a um, stigma against against that kind of um, issue, mm-hmm. and it's it's so and it generally generally people with eating disorders have some kind of obsessive compulsive something going on otherwise that's that's created some addiction some you know so it's not just an eating disorder it's the rituals it's the obsession it's because at the end of the day you look at yourself and you're like wow i'm ashamed of how i look but you continue so there's there's something off with that and and that's and that's something that needs to be tackled first and that's with me personally it was the obsessive compulsive behavior so i have that anyways so that was just that was just the flavor of the day mm-hmm. you know and um so that's really where it stems from and it's so and they say that and especially now it's so difficult because even anywhere comparison is the thief of joy. So you're going to compare yourself. You're always going to be upset because that, that shit is ever changing, ever evolving. You're comparing yourself to things that are, I think of, I think of ideals as non-existent as well. Just like we were talking about social media ideals are these made up things that don't exist. These intangible 
ideas that have just that have retention and just have evolved for whatever reason and beauty ideals, you know, you can't keep up. And it's so I think now, and like going back to the social media thing, now it's just more apparent and easier to fall into that trap. Yeah. So I think it's so important for people to be open about that Yeah. because that you don't want to have, it's not cool to have that feeling. It's not, it's not something that, you know, oh, you know, um, it's not something to be proud of. It's not something you don't want that. There's you really nothing don't. nothing worse. And insecurity has put me on my freaking ass before. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone can probably say that at some point it has. Um, and you know, I don't even know where I was going with this, but I, I mean, it's, I think that the sexiest thing that a woman and a man can be is just confident. And if you can have that, then I freaking envy Yeah, you, you know what I mean? Like you are the ultimate, like you exude, people can smell that out from a freaking mile away. They really can. You're a confident, you're a confident individual. You are beautiful you know so yeah i mean that's like i said that's another i think beauty ideals don't exist they were simply made up and you know perpetuated i really appreciate you uh being vulnerable in that sense because it's i i saw you this entire podcast you are very poised and like delivering what it is that you say. And that's the first time I've kind of seen you get a little bit squirmy. Where like, <laughs> what is it that I'm like trying to communicate here? Yeah. And I, I think it's important for people to see that because, and you know, forgive me for just being so blunt, but I would think that somebody would look at you like you're in great shape. You're beautiful. you probably have yeah. a lot of, you're intelligent. Um, so somebody would probably look at you and think, what on earth does this girl have to be like insecure about, you know? But it's all, it's everybody. Like being human is a weird thing, you know? Like it's a, it's a weird thing. And with the women and the eating stuff in particular, that's just one area that there's so much shame around it. And almost talking about it is even more stigmatized than I think some of the drug addiction stuff. And I I don't like it. And I think there needs to be some, I don't know what the word is, some leaders who really come forward and just say like, look, this happened to me too. Because that's really all it takes, you know, is like some little girl seeing somebody that they idolize that says, oh, this person is vulnerable, but like is still confident, right? Because right. that's what you're attracted to. You're attracted. Oh, I'll give you a good example. Um, I don't remember her name. She's British. Uh, Iskra, I think maybe she was a she's a British like s- former supermodel and just awful eating disorder. Mm-hmm. And when she finally got comfortable, she probably gained like forty pounds. But like she's super hot now. Yeah. And um, and she's been doing a lot of work with body image with women and I, I i don't know i look at that and i think like hell yeah you know there's right. somebody that's just like willing to come forward and say like this happened to me too and i think that those words are like very very powerful and and 
I just admire you for being able to, to talk about it. Yeah, no, it's real. Like it's real, it's super real stuff. Like there's real people, there's real feelings, there's real, like this in cyberspace, nothing's real, mm -hmm. you know? So you have to remember that <clears throat> we are still humans and capable of very real emotions and insecurity and comparison is going to be everywhere because you're still, even if you have this, you don't have that. And why don't I have right. this? But I, you know, I have, so it's finding and truly finding in your heart that, you know, being happy with what you have, who you have, you know, just being content and not even content, but like really appreciative and grateful. Yeah. And I'm, I'm getting there. Like I'm get like, yeah, me too. it's, it's, it's a, it's ever, it's, it's just, you know, you do really, really good. And then like you have like a day and, but honestly, like, and listen, I'm all about finding it yourself and being, you know, you got to kind of stumble your way through, right? Yeah, you got to stumble your way through, but it really helps if you have a good partner and you have a partner that makes you feel and, you know, reassures you and says, you know, and, and someone that you exist with every day, Yeah, just, you know, being that person. And I think that, you know, that helps. Like I, you know, it, it's, I think you should initially be confident in yourself for you. And no matter what, you're going to be okay. And you're going to be enough for someone and that's that's all that that you're going to be everything for someone and yourself yeah you know i think people get caught up in not being good enough for someone and if they're not they just need to know that that's just not that's just that should that should be that shouldn't be who you're you know spending your time with or giving yourself to yeah um but that's a whole other topic um yeah i think that perfection is very relative the most relative term on the face of the planet i loved what you said about comparison yeah i can't think of a single time where i've ever compared myself to somebody else and felt good about it right it doesn't matter who they are yeah, like not one that, time that quality i don't have that quality I'm not even able. if i'm comparing myself in a way where like i'm telling myself that i'm better than them yeah. i still don't feel good about it no so it's not like i'm gaining anything from this like I don't know, uh, holding myself to a, a make-believe higher standard or something. I'm still like feeling worse at the end of the day. Yeah. It's in, in anything too. You'll go to a concert and you're like, oh, I wish I could sing like that woman. It's like singing just not my thing. Oh, that is one thing though, man. I was listening to this Chris Stapleton album. Like, oh, fuck, man. I would love to be able to sing Gosh. like that. Gosh, right? He's so good. I know. And I don't man. like country either, but he's not really a country. He's kind of... I'd say more blues. Yeah, he's got that. Soul. He's got something else. Oh. <laughs> I know. I know him and oh him and JT and Chris, well, Chris Stapleton's actually like a very accomplished songwriter too. I guess. Yeah, I was. Uh, he was on the Joe Rogan podcast, and I was watching that. And he lived in Nashville for like ten years. Apparently, like he's just been writing songs for everybody and just making a killing. And now he just I don't know decided to get behind the mic. Yeah, and like his voice is. I mean, what were you hiding back there? I have no idea. Like, why? <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. That was, he's like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, same with um, Charlie Puth. He, he was a songwriter and then he just decides to come out. He's on all, he was on like, um, See You Again, uh, that song, See You Again for Paul Walker. 
Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he has like all those. With uh, Wiz Khalifa, popular, right? Yeah, all those. He has very popular songs. I mean, he's not like my favorite, but but he has a very unique sound. Mm -hmm. He's another one that just was like, I guess I'll just get by and I'm like. And sure. I'm like, Since I'm done writing all these songs. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Chris Stapleton lives in Nashville. I'm moving to Nashville next month. So. No way. Yeah, I'm hoping to run into him. Oh <laughs> Be like, oh, Chris, what's up, bro? What are you moving to Nashville for? Uh, my company essentially got uh for work i could save a little story yeah Sweet. i bought a house awesome. bought my first house in nashville i can't wait i've been in south florida for shit eight years awesome. and i like it here a lot of people like to make fun of south florida but it's just difficult to get too bummed out when the weather's perfect all the time and yeah. you can just go sit at the ocean but i'm ready yeah i'm ready for something visit. else well i'm going to because stazi is staying here Right. So okay. like the whole crew is staying. I'll, I'll have to bounce back and forth a little, but but that's I can't wait. Good. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So to wrap things up, uh, I would ask where people can find you on social media, <laughs> but I'm not going to now. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it exists, but it I I deleted my app from from your my phone, phone, so I don't have access to it. So yeah. I mean, it's they're all at Abby Hilton at. A B B E Y Hilton. Um, but I'm not very active on there. My business page, I if you just like to see movements done correctly, I yeah. it's private the page, but it's um Abby's assets. Um A B B E Y S. Nice. Yeah, I know. A S S E T S. But really the, you know, I yeah, just they can find you. you. Yeah, you'll be able to find me. I have a website cool. that's floating around, but I looked for it. I don't. It's not it's, really it's, floating it's, around it's, out it's, there. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not. Well, it should be abbysassets.com, but if it's not, then just you know, you'll find. I'll me. link it up on the page. Yeah, you'll find me if you want to find me. Abby, thank you very much. I really, really enjoyed talking to you. Absolutely. I had a feeling that, and I. I'll, I will wrap this up, I swear. But I had a feeling that like I was going to start somewhere. And then with you, just because I know you're personable, I felt like yeah. we were going to get into some cool stuff. And I, uh, seriously, talking about that shit is not easy. And I appreciate you for it. Oh, yeah. Anytime. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Do me a favor. Um, leave me a rating on iTunes. It's the best thing you can do to support the show. Abby, thanks again. Absolutely. Talk to you guys next week. Hey guys, it's me. It's Tim. One last time before we wrap up, just wanted to say thank you for tuning into the podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes. Please leave me an honest rating. Please follow me on Spotify. It's the best thing you can do to support the show. If you want to find out more, go to timstods.com. Feel free to fill out the contact form to reach out to me personally. I always respond. I appreciate you guys so much. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.